Oh, okay. So I have the I have the cliff notes for the book on okay. my screen to my left, and already I'm like, should we do this? <laughs> Fantastic. Here's the intro. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Welcome to Cliff Notes Continued, where we improvise the stories authors are too lazy to write. I'm Lucas Larson. And I am Ananya George. Oh, that. Oh, no, okay. I think that's cool. it. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's our intro. <laughs> okay. That's our intro. So what's uh, the book this time, Andy? Your pick. <laughs> it is Romeo and Juliet by Willie Boy Shake Circle. Oh, man. Okay. Time for some old english oh my god the cliff notes you sent me are like the like reading the cliff notes would take like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah i know that's why i'm like should we do this, Is this... <laughs> Let, let's okay i i feel like okay hold on for, for this one let's make an exception i'm just gonna open chat gpt hi can you summarize uh Romeo and Juliet, not to be confused with, of course, the hit movie Nomeo and Juliet, um, the cultural, anyway. Uh, in Your favorite movie of all time. No, that's Sherlock Gnomes. Don't sully it. <laughs> I thought it was Gnome Way Home. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Chad GPT is summarizing it in less than uh 500 words uh so i'm gonna drop this into chat okay all right get <laughs> us rock and roll in and all right <laughs> whoa uh the, i'm starting with paragraph two right um i, the I thought you were gonna start with certainly <laughs> all right let's do that no certainly. no no <laughs> oh the play begins. Okay, the play begins with a long-standing feud between the Montague and Capulet families. Romeo Montague attends a party at the Capulet household, where he meets and falls in love with Juliet Capulet. Unbeknownst to them, whoa, their families are sworn enemies. Okay, Capulet is Julia and <laughs> Juliet. Ah. Juliet. Yeah, Montague is Romeo. Yeah, have you seen West Side Story? No. <laughs> okay, so the sharks. <laughs> like literal sharks? Or no, that's no, the no, name no, of the, the family? That's the name of the gang. Yeah, the sharks. Uh, okay, I was going to be like, I thought West Side Story was humans. <laughs> uh, Go on next. <laughs> Okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, unbeknownst to them, um, torn enemies. Romeo and Juliet decide to marry in secret the next day with the help of Friar Lawrence. The okay. marriage takes place, but shortly afterward, a series of unfortunate events unfold. Okay. Um, okay, so we got... The Montague family, the Capulet family, Romeo, Juliet, Friar Lawrence. All right. The, the, okay. T Tybalt. 
Juliet's cousin uh, challenges Romeo to a duel. Oh, they're they're in a rumble now, resulting in Tybalt's death. In retaliation, Romeo kills Tybalt and is subsequently banished from Verona by Prince Aeschylus. Verona, I'm guessing, is like the city this takes place in, and Prince Aeschylus is like the guy. Okay. Okay, Verona equals city, and then Prince. <coughs> Prince E. Okay. Juliet is devastated by the news of Tybalt's death, but is also torn by her love for Romeo. To reunite the lovers, Friar Lawrence devises a plan. He gives Juliet a potion that will make her appear dead for 48 hours. Okay, 42 hours. The idea is for her to be laid in the Capulet tomb where Romeo will find her upon his return to Verona and they can escape together. Oh, so it's like the illusionist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, however, the plan goes awry. Romeo, unaware of the friar's scheme, hears of Juliet's death and rushes back to Verona. He buys poison and goes to the Capulet tomb where he encounters Paris, a suitor of Juliet. A duel ensues, resulting in Paris's death. Shit, man. Romeo's just killing everyone. Uh, And uh, so, yeah. uh, In the tomb, Romeo finds Juliet seemingly lifeless and takes the poison. Juliet wakes up, discovers Romeo dead beside her, and stabs herself with his dagger. Their tragic deaths prompt the families to reconcile, realizing the cost of their long-standing feud. The play concludes with the prince admonishing the families for their what? role. What? Say that again? No, you say it. <laughs> Fuck you. Admonishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. The families for their role in the tragedy and urging them to bury their grievances. Romeo and Juliet is celebrated for its exploration of themes such as love, fate, and the consequences of feuding. The the play has endured as one of Shakespeare's most famous works, capturing the essence of youthful passion and the destructive power of ancient grudges. I really hope... I really hope your brain is going in the same direction as mine is. Because that would be very funny. I yeah, I hope so too. Okay. <laughs> so you got the Montague family, the Capulet family, Romeo and Juliet, Friar Lawrence, uh Tybalt who's dead, Verona's the city, Prince Esculus, and Paris. Paris is like who's a also dude. dead. Yeah, yeah, he's dead too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Start. Let's begin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter uh, one. What's the Chapter. What's the title? What's the title of this book? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. To gnome, you wish it was Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chapter one in the lab. We're in. A underground bunker with no windows and stainless steel tables. 
in the center of the room, there are a bunch of beakers with a wide array of colors and formaldehyde jars with wild creatures like two-headed snakes and three-eyed pigs. In In the center of the table, you hear rattling of beakers and slushing of liquids as there stands Katie, the forgotten Capulet sister, daughter. And Katie is working on the poison that Juliet was taking for 42 hours of pretend death. Katie is fascinated by the potion that resulted in her sister's untimely death. That is not where I thought this would begin. Every sentence was like <laughs> a rug pull. I, I was just, where is this going? What? Are we doing that? No, we're not doing that. What? No, we're not doing that. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's called improv for a reason, Andy. <laughs> Um, uh, Katie's holding up the beaker of Juliet's poison up to a light to try and see if it's changing color, but it it just doesn't. From behind her, Friar Lawrence walks into the room, uh, and and Katie uh, turns around quickly and goes, "Hmm, the pH level on this isn't very nice. I I think we need a little bit more of alkaline." Uh, and, uh, Friar, could you please get me some more hemlock for this mixture? Why, of course, Katie. Is the hemlock near the three, the two-headed snake or the three-eyed pig? <laughs> um, check the beaker underneath the three-eyed pig. Friar Lawrence grabs the, all the beakers under the three-eyed pig and holding them in a in like grasping them all in his arms, he stumbles back and dumps them out in front of Katie and Friar Lawrence turns a bright red in embarrassment. Friar, I said the hemlock, not the uh, coriander or the salt or the vinegar and the hemlock. But okay, Katie. Katie's still staring at the beaker uh, full of the poison. She brings her hand down at the other selection of beakers next to her. She grabs one and puts like a tiny drop, one tiny drop in the mixture of the beaker and shakes it as it suddenly starts frothing up. She looks over to her right. Turns out the beaker she picked up was vinegar. And Friar Lawrence is freaking out at this point and just screams, Katie, what have you done? And he runs to the other side of the table and grabs just like a bucket of water that's there because like they don't have fire extinguishers at this point. So he just throws the bucket of water at Katie and the flaming, like the foaming beaker. 
So Katie is now drenched in water, head to toe. She's like, she just got a, it. It looks like she got out of a slide at Disney World of Waterworld, right? She's like just dripping with water uh, as she's holding on to the beaker. The frothing seems to have stopped. She's she's just like completely, you know, caught off guard. She takes her hand, the hand that's not holding on to the beaker, puts her puts her hair back, just like flips it with with amount of like aggressiveness. She looks at over at Fryer and goes, "You fool!" Suddenly the beaker starts getting hot, really hot. She drops it, and now there's froth everywhere. It's covering from from the bottom of the ground to the top to the ceiling of the lab. Froth everywhere and it's expanding rapidly <laughs> and friar lawrence you can see his eyes popping through the foam as he struggles back to katie and he grabs katie and whispering in her ear follow me they stumble back towards the door to the underground lab while the froth continues to expand and their movements get slower and slower. They reach the exit, they get out of the door and they slam it shut behind them. Uh, as, uh, as we see that the door is like double bolted and there's full of, uh, it's just metallic. It's, it's held at the position and the lab is slowly being overtaken by this froth as the froth on them is also slowly starting to expand. Katie wipes it off of her, wipes it off of the fryer, and goes, go get somebody to help and bring some goddamn hemlock this time. Chapter two, still outside the lab. Friar Lawrence runs back like he's out of breath, and he's like, Katie, Katie, I brought Prince Esculus. I don't know if he has hemlock, but he's the prince of Verona. So he's got to have answers and he's got to be able to help us. And behind Friar Lawrence, you can see just a very annoyed Prince Esculus. Uh, Esculus, uh, this is the first time the prince and Katie have ever met. Uh, so Katie, Katie looks at Aeschylus. Aeschylus looks at Katie, and and you know we start to hear music, the background music of like of, of like the monkeys, you know. And I saw her face, and then Katie, uh, but from Aeschylus's perspective, but Katie's like, we don't have time for this, Friar. Aeschylus, can you take a look at the foam and see if it if do you what do you have in your pockets? Esculus is like patting himself down, finds some belly button lint in his right pocket and and hands it over to Katie. And Katie goes, you're a prince of Verona and all you have in your pocket is some lint. It's okay. I'll see what I can do with it. She wears her glasses that she has in her pocket, does the double lens, takes a look at the lint and she's just working on it. Meanwhile, Esculus just like slightly leans over to the the friar and goes, hey, um, are you two? are you two dating? (laughs) And the friar leans back at Aeschylus and goes, it's a secret between me and Katie. Even Katie doesn't know. 
Katie figures, Katie immediately, the corner goes, aha! She pulls out one hair from the belly button lid, uh, opens the cat door of the lab, <laughs> holds it in front of her mouth, and goes, causing the hair to slowly fall into the foam. And as soon as it touches the foam, the foam, ju- foam just evaporates. And now, uh, Friar Lawrence and King Aeschylus are just flabbergasted at Katie's brilliance. The Prince Aeschylus stops looking for more lint. It is clearly not needed. And now, uh, Friar Lawrence opens up the door, looks at Katie, and looks at the prince and says, Francesculus, I think we'll be going now, and tries to get Katie into the door while leaving Francesculus out in the stairway. Uh, and so as as Esculus and Katie are uh, walking into the underground lab, Esculus is just like, Esculus, is that his name? Prince E. He's just, he's just yeah. standing there uh, going, but can I? Can I join? Can I please join? Uh, Katie Katie looks back at him. She goes, no, I already have one idiot working, working for me. I can't afford <laughs> another. He goes, but I'll do it for free. I'll, I'll do it for free. I promise I'll do it for free. Ask, uh, Katie then goes, fuck it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Chapter three. Seven months later. Now we're in a old cabin made out of mud and it has a fire burning and a pot on the fireplace and Friar Lawrence walks up to the pot and takes a ladle and he fills up one bowl fills up a second bowl and he fills up a third bowl of delicious stew. He now walks back to the table and puts a bowl in front of Katie, in front of his seat and in front of Prince E's seat because they've got the weirdest thruffle going on. (laughs) Hey man. Hey, no kink shaming. All right. There's no shame unless someone is literally Prince Esculus and Friar Lawrence. Uh, we have a complete but, part, like we have a complete department for those people. Message us. <laughs> yeah, there's no space in mine. Luke is definitely a space in his. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Aeschylus, uh, the friar, and Katie are are now eating the stew together as they are reminiscing about uh, about the good times. Katie takes one spoon of her stew, and she can barely eat it. Before she eats it, she puts the spoon back and then just starts sobbing morosely from the bottom of her heart. This is the first time she's shown any emotion in front of these two gentlemen. 
and Friar Lawrence is pretty slow, so he doesn't notice what's happening right away. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but Prince Escalus is deeply distraught and uh like slides up to Katie, puts her his arm around her, and he's like, It'll be okay, Katie. In the last seven months I might have gone from a prince of Verona to now living in this mud shack with you and Mr. Fryer. <laughs> but it's all worth it for your love. <laughs> uh Katie immediately swipes his hand off. She, she goes, I don't want your love. I miss my sister, Juliet. And at this point, Friar Lawrence notices something is going up. And ha- like he hears the word Juliet, and it reminds him of the time he helped Romeo and Juliet run away and elope. And Friar Lawrence decides to wax poetic. And he's like, Katie, you've always been the one I love. You're the reason I was motivated to help Romeo and Juliet. Because Juliet loved Romeo. And you, Katie, loved Juliet. (laughs) Uh, Katie's upset now. Because... Katie's super upset and she she stands up and goes you you were the reason they were motivated oh get off it you are the reason they're dead if you hadn't stolen the poison from my lab they would have still been alive you I don't even want to deal with you right now and, and she picks up her soup because she's still hungry and, and goes inside the room slams the door on these two guys leaving both of them alone together in this room and uh, Asculus looks at Friar and he grabs the spoon from his soup and he points it intimidatingly at Friar Lawrence wishing it was a knife (laughs) does he like does he do the thing you know like you do before a duel yeah exactly okay. with the sound effects that's how like fast he's like hitting the Doing air the with his spoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like this hut isn't big enough for both of us Lawrence and you've <laughs> okay <laughs> And you've clearly broken Katie's heart. You are not worthy of Katie Capulet's love. I will end you, (laughs) Mr. Lawrence. Friar Friar Lawrence uh, sees a bowl on the ground from the one that, you know, was accidentally tossed while Katie was uh, upset. He kicks it. He kicks it in a way that it, like, does a little 360 backflip in the air and lands in his hand. And and he and he's holding on to it with one hand and he goes, Don't test me, Prince. I am a man of the Lord. <laughs> he, uh, points the bowl up high and goes, He himself will smite you down 
if you choose to do anything and make a move against me, don't forget that both of them are completely missing the point of what's really going on here. Yeah. And Fritz Esquis um, is like, oh, poor friar you're so dumb you still think i'm a prince and you (laughs) don't know that spoons are clearly better than balls balls are better than spoons look at my hair man (laughs) he has a he has like a half bowl cut but his like forehead is shaven but the rest of it around it is not (laughs) <laughs> and at this exact moment, you could just hear Katie cry even louder. <laughs> and like, we don't know if it's because she's reminiscing about Juliet or because of her two other people in the throuple are being like, she can overhear their incompetent argument. <laughs> the, the, the prince uh, at this point are... Look what you did. Look at how much more you upset her. I challenge you. It's either now, either you die or you stay alive. Either you die or I die. There we go. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah. Chapter three, you die or I die. Wait, no, chapter four. Chapter four? Oh, yeah. Chapter four, you die or I die. Yeah. And so we're outside the hut and there's cornfields all around and the smoke is still coming out of the chimney of the hut. Katie is reluctantly leaning against the door of the hut while to Katie's right, there is Aeschylus, the former prince, with his spoon, and he is sharpening the spoon. Don't he's not gonna fight with the knife he's sharpening it with. He's sharpening <laughs> the spoon. <laughs> and on to Katie's left, we have Friar Lawrence with his bowl cut and he has his bowl and he is hitting the bowl with his hand making it sing like how you hit like uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you, I got you. and uh, they are staring intently at each other <laughs> Both gentlemen have taken the plates that they would normally use that are made of wood uh, and have covered it onto themselves like body armor. So they're covered <laughs> in plates uh, with one guy holding onto a spoon and the other dude holding onto a bowl. And suddenly the style transitions. Now we're in an anime. <laughs> as <laughs> as uh, the friar lifts his bowl up and points it to the prince and goes this bowl is a rep uh, no it goes 
the best offense is a great defense with my defensive powers and the and the and the power of the lord behind me you will be vanquished by my powerful defense <laughs> yeah my singing bowl sings the voices of the de- dead Tybalt and the dead Paris. <laughs> they nice. will protect me. Nice! I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the prince takes a spoon and and points it up to the sky and goes, with my, with my Escalibus spoon, he points it all the way over to the friar. This will channel the energy of the dead Romeo who I banished after killing Tybalt. So I clearly have the upper hand here. And Katie dramatically rolls her eyes at Paul's sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie's like... No, but, the, but the style is completely different when we see Katie. Oh, okay, yeah. She's not anime? No, she's not anime. She's just like regular whatever we've been doing so far. Okay, you're all the anime in the battle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, they're, they're in their own little world. Yeah, and they're focused on each other. And so Katie's totally normal and does a dramatic eye roll. She goes back in the house and you hear some rummaging around while okay. rummaging around. Friar Lawrence takes his singing bowl and sits on the ground in a monk position and makes the bowl sing louder and is like, dear Tybalt and dear Paris, come help my defenses against uh Esculus and his sharp spoon. Uh, Esculus tosses the spoon up into the air, catches it with the other hand, goes behind his head, and then shoots it out like a boomerang, uh, hitting, going over to the monk, over to the friar. <laughs> and as soon as it reaches the flyer, friar's head, the bull actually leaves the friar in the air as he's levitating, but the bull whips over the friar and defends him uh, uh, and like deflects the spoon and the spoon goes flying back to the prince. The prince catches it in one hand and goes, oh, I thought this would hit. (laughs) How am I going to penetrate his defenses? And the friar goes, I thought it would hit too. (laughs) But I guess the bull's real. (laughs) Yeah. And now you could hear the rummaging louder in the hut where Katie is, but the friar prepares to go from defense to offense because you know what they say, the best offense is good defense. (laughs) He takes the ball and he... Uh, scoops up dirt that's next to him. He's still seated. And by scooping up the dirt, the sound of the singing bowl changes. Mm. And he's like, now, not only do we have Ty Bolt in Paris, we have you've the whole never monkey. watched anime. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never watched watch anime yet. in your no, life. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched. I, I've watched the last Airbender. But back to the ball. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like I got the whole Montague family with me. And we can see like literal ghosts start to form behind Friar Lawrence. <laughs> okay, that's pretty anime. Um, <laughs> as, as Friar Lawrence, now he stands up and he's like levitating six feet off the ground as the, all the dirt that he pulled up in the all the dirt that he pulled up in the bowl is like surrounding him in a circle and and then the bowl is like singing louder as it's like standing right in front of him the bowl flips over with the open side facing the prince and he goes uh montague dad go as like a little bit of dirt goes through the bowl inside the bowl and it reflects off to the prince and it shoots up like a bolt the piece of dirt towards the prince and the prince just takes a spoon deflects it goes oh that was hard (laughs) and then we hear the rummaging stop and katie walks back out the door both friar lawrence and Aeschylus are still in their last poses and uh katie is holding a pitcher and two cups and she's like time out time out and she like walks well forward and she starts to turn anime <laughs> and then she walks over to friar lawrence and walks over to prince Asculus and pours them both some water and she's like okay well we need a good toast before we get back to killing each other for my love. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then um, Friar Florence and Prince Esculus hold up and tears in the air because they're still far away. Ding. Or like, yeah, tears in the air. And um, they both drink it. And now they may be dead or they may be dead for 42 hours. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking you were taking this. <laughs> as soon as they drink it, they fall down. And uh, and then immediately as soon as they fall down, uh, Katie starts at stopwatch and goes, let's see where this goes. <laughs> uh, chapter five, 41 hours later. <laughs> Katie's still standing there. She's looked the most peaceful and happy as she's ever been. Um, she's, she's sitting, watching the birds chirp. Uh, she's just made herself a nice cup of tea. Uh, she's reading a book on, uh, on hydrogen processes and how, uh, uh, how add, how electrons move from different, uh, uh, fuck what different hydrogen electron bonds. shells to produce. No, 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 no. You know how like there's a process where like electrons move from one ring to another and release like a photon photon. Or any sort of energy sure. or neutrinos, yes, of course. Yeah. So she's I, I she's reading <laughs> she's reading a book about that, uh, <laughs> and she's like, "Huh, that's interesting." As she like writes something down in her notebook right next to her. Uh, suddenly, out of nowhere, we hear the prince go. <gasps> and as he sits Katie, right up, Katie 
um, has the notebook to her side and a pitcher of water to her left. And she <laughs> grabs the pitcher of water, walks over to the prince and is like, oh, you sound thirsty. <laughs> the prince goes, oh, I actually am. I feel like I haven't drunk water in two days. She's... <laughs> Head. The prince is now asleep for 42 more hours. As Katie writes down, solution B, 41 hours. Yeah. Uh, 72 hours later, the friar okay. goes <gasps> and stands up straight. <laughs> Katie gives him a pitcher of glass of water as well and goes, Here, you look thirsty. Oh man, it feels like I haven't drunk water in five days. <laughs> and then Solution A, five days. Yeah. <laughs> and Katie's taking detailed notes while the friar is back to sleep. <laughs> and um Katie's got detailed notes and she walks back into the cabin and in the cabin, she pours herself some soup and sits at the table, eats some soup, and lets out a satisfying ah. And she goes, I just wish my sister Juliet was here, but, you know, she's always with me in my heart. Uh, as As she says this, she walks into the little room, revealing a tiny little piece of paper that says, Dear Friar Lawrence, give this uh, solution to Juliet and help her run away with Romeo after 42 hours. <laughs> so Katie was the mastermind all along? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All then, along. Yeah. Okay. And Katie is now in her bedroom and she walks over to the dresser and she opens the dresser and the dresser is full of plain looking clothes on plain looking hangers and she pulls a hanger and stairs go stairs just open up and she walks down the stairs and she's looking at her lab door <laughs> as she opens her lab door she sees a giant glass box inside inside of which are both romeo and juliet alive as she <laughs> opens a slot on the glass box puts <laughs> the bowl of soup in the box and closes it again and goes, your food for the day. <laughs> and then Katie <laughs> Katie tears up just one single tear and she wipes it away and she catches it on her finger and then she takes that tear walks back to the table that's in the center of her underground lab 
and drops that tear in a beaker and the beaker turns from a bright pink to a dull green mm-hmm. and it starts to bubble and Katie's like finally the last ingredient me pretending to care <laughs> Uh, as uh, as she does this, Juliet goes, "Sister, how could you let us out of here at once?" And and uh, Katie holds on to this bright green beaker and said, "All these years, I was just Katie, while you you were Juliet. Oh, Juliet, the Capulet." And Romeo's just in the corner; he has no idea what's going on. He's like the prince, and. And, and and Katie goes, but now, after years of work, I finally found it. I found the solution that would allow me to go back in time and be named Juliet instead of <laughs> Katie, thus changing the <laughs> changing the path of my life forever. Finally, people will know that I existed too. That I was the real brains in the Capulet family. That I should have been the eye of Romeo's affection. I always had a crush on Romeo, but he only had a thing for females that start with J. What what do you... Okay, hold on. Is that Lucas saying female or is that Katie saying female? That's Katie. Okay. <laughs> so Katie's a wind cell, basically. A wind cell? Yeah. Is that like a female incel? I think so. She is definitely not that. Okay. <laughs> and Katie's like... Katie's just a little weird, which is also why Romeo wasn't in on it. But um, Katie's like, now I have the solution to change my name and be Juliet. And at this moment, you hear just like a bunch of loud noises from the stairs, and you hear Mm -hmm. a bunch of like yelling and like, like just sounds like someone's falling down the stairs and right and while while they're falling you hear bowl spoon bowl spoon. <laughs> yeah with each tumble yeah and then you see someone and you just see someone that they hold up ball and then you go ball and <laughs> It's the fryer just is in the lab and he holds up ball and then the fryer is immediately hit from behind and you hear spoon. As both the bowl and the spoon fall at the at the toes of uh of Katie while she's holding the beaker up high. Uh, and the bowl just like magically lands in uh, sorry, the spoon just magically lands inside the bowl. Both the friar and the prince look at each other and go, bowl and spoon in unison. <laughs> and now it's 
being anime, you just have the titles flash across the screen that goes Team Bowl and Spoon. <laughs> Uh, and then and then Romeo Romeo uh, slams his face against the clear bo- a clear uh, box and goes bowl and spoon bowl and spoon and they all start <laughs> chanting bowl and spoon bowl and spoon seeing this uh yeah and um yeah seeing this Katie gets flustered and she starts to um drink the green uh starts to drink the green potion in the beaker and then you hear juliet just yell out you can't drink it all you gotta stop her bowl and spoon (laughs) so so uh so we're back at anime the friar picks up the bowl and goes with the power my bowl the prince picks up the spoon and goes with the power of my spoon <laughs> and and the friar uh knocks the knocks like the, the side of the beaker which allows the beaker to like spin again and have the rest of the liquid fall into the bowl um as as the prince's spoon goes inside the bowl uh takes a whiff of the spoon and he goes open wide and the friar opens his mouth <laughs> the prince starts feeding him uh, the, the green liquid. Now, 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 green liquid. Oh my god, what are we doing with this? <laughs> Mystery green liquid. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> and, and Romeo's in the box going, Yeah, ball and spoon, ball and spoon. <laughs> and now, having had the green liquid. The bowl and the spoon start glowing and singing louder. And behind them, we have the ghost of Paris, the ghost of Tybalt, the uh, like ghost of Romeo, which was really just a fake out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of the ghosts are showing up and are just uh, starting to look at Katie and they're like, you're the reason we're all dead or trapped in a glass box currently. (laughs) (laughs) As Katie's like, no, you fools. Bowl and spoon start rising up into the air and they just vanish completely. And Katie goes, five, four, Three, two, one. They appear again, but this time they're they've switched. They've switched the bowl and spoon. So the friar is holding onto the spoon, and the prince is holding onto the bowl. <laughs> and now um, the friar is like, "Finally, a good offense is a good defense," and he <laughs> he starts charging at Katie with the sharpened spoon. <laughs> and, and the prince goes, and the good defense is a good offense. And he's charging at Katie with the bowl. Uh, and Katie goes, stop. I don't need any of this. Here, tosses the keys of the of the box towards, uh, towards the person holding onto the bowl, which is the prince as he catches it in his bowl and goes, that's it. I'm out. 
that took me years to make and you guys ruined it in seconds do whatever you want and she just walks away while katie's walking away the friar takes the keys and walks over to the glass box he tries to open the glass box to let romeo and juliet out but it doesn't the keys don't work he tries all the keys on the keychain and they don't work and then um Aeschylus comes up behind him and he is picking at his belly button for some lint <laughs> and he puts some lint in the keyhole and the door swings open <laughs> and this is the tale of bowl and spoon <laughs> Romeo and Juliet <laughs> sequel <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a drama and then we turned it into this. <laughs> do the outro, Andy. Okay. Uh, this is the outro and I don't know what to say right now, but this is the outro. <laughs> Please subscribe. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, we're bringing you the stories that the authors don't want you to. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make it something memorable for the hour. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> now you're overthinking it. You're just gonna be like outro time. Thank you for listening to the stories. Authors are too lazy to write. That was <laughs> the outro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which part of this is the outro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Is this the outro? Is this the ending? Everything is an ending, Andy. <laughs> All beginnings are endings. We could just play the intro for the outro. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you're now on our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't have an outro. Say nice things about us online. <laughs> and, it, and if you don't want to say nice things about us online, uh, then give it to your friends so at least we can boost that engagement. Yeah, share, do things. Hell yeah. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I think we're good for the... <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cliff Notes Continued. We'll be back on Tuesday, February 27th with a whole new book and a whole new story.